Greetings and salutations. This is the Thack Daddy Experience, and I'm your host, the Thack Daddy, with DBR Podcast. So, solo leveling, episode one, entitled I'm Used to It. Uh, pretty much the story presents itself in an outrageous fashion. You got these ultra-powerful guys fighting these massive insects that come from these weird gates that open and the gates have to be dealt with because if there's a dungeon break the (laughs) I'm just recalling like some of the combat stuff this guy tore apart off this giant white insect and then he tossed his body part through it and killed it with it um but there's like a hunter system so uh these hunters have magic powers and they can get weapons based on extracting essence stones from the beasts they kill in the dungeons and there's different ranks uh the top rank is S the lowest rank is E and you have S A B C D E and you see these S rank guys just destroying all of these beasts from a dungeon break and larger beasts show up and they're still killing these things. <laughs> but when they send the regular hunters in they get torn apart and this supposedly occurred ten years ago. And these gates that open they link different dimensions and these weird creatures live inside these gates and the only people who can really fight them are the hunters so they go through all of this to set up the story which is hilarious because you know you see a guy named park in this green shirt he's kind of portly he's going up to a guy and you're talking about this next mission and the thing about the next mission uh that's pretty good is the fact that Jin Woo's on the mission and Park's like who's this guy he's like well when you left you know he had, this guy Park left had a kid got married having another kid and a hunter had to take his place so the hunter that took his place was Jin Woo and Jin Woo is supposed to be like the weakest hunter out of everyone in the world. Like he's the just the weakest hunter. They call him the weakest hunter of humankind. And he's going with this group which will be led by Mr. Song into a dungeon. It's a low ranking dungeon. And poor Jin Woo overheard them talking about him that way. And he's talking to his friend Juhi, who's a B-rank healer. And she always gets upset with him. You you get the sense she has feelings for him. And also, he gets hurt so bad just trying to take care of his comatose mom and his sister. That, um, you know, he was happy to have the opportunity to take care of them. Despite the fact that he's uh, super, you know, super weak. Um, but he seems like such a nice guy, you know, even though he's 
ended up in the hospital in E-ranked dungeons, and they just, you know, they kind of like, it's they look down on him inevitably because, uh, you know, that's what he's, that's what he's capable of in terms of he can't buy stuff. His knife is this old knife, and um, it's crazy. So, basically, the subplot is that the hunter organization actually um, getting they get these stones, these essence stones from the defeated beast, and they're valuable because they're like a new form of energy that allows human beings not to rely on on fossil fuels. Excuse me. And Jinwoo finally kills a goblin and gets a essence stone but then his worn out knife breaks and he gets hurt again and he bleeds a lot it's like very Tarantino the the blood spurt so he's a mess laying in a pool of blood Juhi helps him out he's just so hurt and um you know Essence stones can also be used to uh, make more powerful weapons to fight against these guys. Now, you know, they could have just wrapped this up and that would be that. So one of them finds a cave and then, you know, they have to vote. Now, there's 13 of them. They, they're assuming that this other cave is, a, is, a, is a, another dungeon. But, you know, they don't exactly know what it is. So they have to vote. Kim and Park are all about getting more loot out there. But Mr. Song wants everyone to understand the policy and the procedures to wait for orders from the Hunters Association. But they're like, hey, you know, we can get the stuff before we get, you know, ignored. And they get all the good stuff and we don't get anything. So, Mr. Song, it's, he understands immediately that it's very risky. So, he asked them to take no. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I would totally say no. Because that's just terrifying. I don't know what's in there. But, you know, his dad has gone missing and he's the only one who can provide for his family. His mom needs treatments. He got to send his sister to college. He needs the money. So he goes in on that on that note. And so that's his vote. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he votes the way he votes. And that's it. You know, because... Uh, they got all these S rank people floating around. So they're talking and they're heading down that long tunnel. And, you know, it's just, it just has that ominous feeling to it. You know, like when you're going somewhere that maybe you shouldn't be going and the feeling follows you the entire way until you either turn back or go forward and then whatever happens happens you know but they enter this room and these blue flames turn on and it's a big these doors are big and the 
there's these statues all with weapons as they enter the room. And there's a huge circle and there's a circle on the floor that looks like it it could be magical. Some of the statues have instruments and then Jin Wu standing in front of this one statue that's sitting with a crown on and this thing it's just huge and it looks fucking scary as shit. And there's no beast, there's nothing going on. The guy touches a magic circle, Mrs. Song. And then someone tells Mr. Song about this angel statue with a cloak over its head with a tablet that says the commandments of the Cartanon Temple. First, you're to revere God. Second, to praise God. And third, prove your faith to God. Then Drew, he's thinking, oh man, this thing's looking at us. That doesn't sound cool. And it says, those who do not follow those laws will not leave alive. And then the door closes. <laughs> That's trouble. That's trouble. So now they're trapped in there. They don't quite know what to do. This dude in a uh, windbreaker, black and white, he starts bouncing. So he's trying to leave. The doors are closed now. Then... And it was nice. They showed the, the foot of the statue. Then they showed a razor. Bam. Oh, wow. That statue hauled ass and just splattered him across the wall like Doom style when you get that like punching power. Where you could just smush your enemies except for those pink demon dogs because they're just annoying. So this guy just got destroyed by a statue. They have no fucking clue what's going on. The room is full of these fucking statues. It's fucking insane. And the guy who just got waxed was D-Rank. And he was stronger than Jin Woo. And he was killed immediately. So they maybe shouldn't have went in there. Because um, all the statues are moving. Or have the possibility and potential to move. Especially that one. And you know. Jin Woo's freaking out, staring at the thing's face, and boom, the eyes. And, you know, then he has a flashback about how many times uh, he got hurt or stranded. He got beaten up a lot by goblins. That's what I tend to notice. He almost starved to death in a labyrinth. He's had some rough times. He's always fighting for his life in one way or another, you know. He can't get the essence stones and the mana crystals. He's just trying to get by. Sometimes he don't even get a good cut. And then he tells everyone to get down. Because this thing fucking turns around. You know, he looks for opportunities to survive, to attack. And then the statue's eyes light up. Flare across the room to vaporize this dude. And the animation is sick. Because even though it happens in a split second. You can see like the sh the light hit the motherfucker. And then the shit just disintegrates his body. You see the structure of his bones. They become shadow and ash. It's pretty sick. So. So. Yeah they're definitely were in fucking trouble. And you enter you know. 
episode was called, he used to it. I guess he was actually used to it. Pretty fucked up, though, to be used to shit like that. Anyway, it's the Thack Daddy. You're having a Thack Daddy experience. And um, that first episode of Solo Leveling played out like a fucking horror movie. And uh, <laughs> they kind of give away too much when they say, you know, the the second episode's entitled, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> If I Had One More Chance. This is a terrible title for an episode. I mean, granted, they're about to die, so it makes sense. However, you know, you kind of know what's going to happen, but what can you do? Anyway, you know, they're all freaked the fuck out. People have gotten killed, you know, and Jim was just staring. And then Juhi's next to him. He tackled her down to save her when the, the lights came out of the fucking statue's eyes so this guy Mr. Song is like freaking out and he wants him to know and then he notices Mrs. Song's arm is missing um so he has to like wrap it up it's crazy um but Juhi she's out of it she takes the easy raids, even though she's B-ranked, just because she can't handle it. Mr. Song seems pretty chill. And he's saying that might be an A or S rank enemy, but I think it's way bigger. Then he brings up those commandments again of the, the Temple of Carthanon. You know, um, revere, praise, and demonstrate your faith. So, Jin Woo basically, incent, you know, he deduces that the uh, the statue is the god referred to in those tablets, you know, and just a very intimidating figure. Even just as a statue, the look on that thing's face is terrifying. And, uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> then they cut to starting off the show by showing his sister and her little rude friend who thinks she could do better than him. Then, wow, this guy thinks he's, <laughs> he's grease lightning, so he tries to use his magic to, to haul ass out through the door. But, I mean, first of all, you'd have to have the momentum to bait, break the door. So you don't actually know, like, physically if you will break the door so you'd have to gather a great amount of momentum in a very short period of time to make it he didn't do that and then you just see his like what's left of him which is or his feet just spinning in the air rotating and hitting the ground so <laughs> it's pretty messed up like you know sometimes when you gamble at a certain level you you do have to think it through yeah you might like it it's addicting Here's the thing, man. That's a huge gamble. So weigh your options. And then Jin Woo's scrutinizing this guy like he could just wipe out everybody. So if he really wanted to, he could. So that means there has to be something else to the situation. So it's not attacking on sight. And then he flashes to the the angel with the, the commandments. So, you know. He's testing out a theory 
because he is not prepared to die. He hasn't accepted that he's going to die. And he's crazy as hell. He stands up and then he goes and he looks up into the eyes of death. And then when the eyes of death look back and the laser's about to come, uh, get down, fool. <laughs> See, so he figured that part out, and that's pretty clever and ballsy, because keeping it 100% real, I would have sat on the floor for all eternity. I let my body fat eat itself. I'm not, I mean, this thing, I have no, it's alive and it's thinking, but it's a statue in a room full of statues that clearly are in service of this thing, because it's the god of the room. So it don't matter What's your status is outside that room. In that particular room, there's only one deity. And that you don't know what that thing is thinking at all. It's not talking. It's not laughing. It's not speaking. It's just there. And then, you know, these fools, It's it, you know, the eyes stop glowing on it. And then it gives the creepiest fucking smile. And the face of this statue is going to be an iconic anime face for, like, all time. Because, basically... This thing is for real. This thing is no joke. Um, that grin is creepy. And of course Park's dumbass gets up. And then Kim follows suit. And then you know. They're going to try to make the. Haphazard assumption that the bullshit is over. But really the bullshit is not over. There is more. There are other commandments. And guess what. Now homeboy's getting up. And he looks terrifying. And crazy. Getting up with that crazy grin. And you know. They're trying to ask. Some, uh, Jin Woo if he knows the way. And you know. He's saying hey. they We got to figure out how to praise. God. <laughs> and they don't have a clue. So. That's when this guy. In a nice little funky outfit. Says that he knows some few. A few extolments to deliver to the gods. Because he is an ethnologist of course that that doesn't help this guy at all man i mean the statue's looking down on him you just see the eyes all the way up there and then you see that big ass foot just come right in with after a super evil grin i mean this is super evil grin it's just all maliciousness and then the foot comes down and squashes the shit out of this dude and you just see the blood it looks like strawberry jam coming out from underneath the heel it's out of control and then bam <laughs> sorry then he steps on another tick that's just how I envision the sound being just wham you know just like this weird ass sound and then everybody's trying to haul ass and this dude's you know thinking about his family and he turns his back to one of them statues Kim tells him behind you too late oh man the way he gets cut in half it just it's just wrong and the details look you see the shadow of his body splitting in the blade that cut him and then he splits in half it's just foul and then this guy while thinking that this thing is a devil and that he's got to look out for Juhi. 
it dawns on him. He needs a clue. He's seeking. He's searching. Not spears. Not axes. Oh, damn. Some dude got his arm cut off and he got cut in half. Hammer swords. Instruments. Instruments. Okay. So, see. Then he's hauling ass. All these people running. Homeboy running without an arm. This is a pretty bad situation. And when he walks up to the the statue... It plays an instrument. The statues don't attack. They just play instruments when you walk up to them. Um, will they play the instrument if you walk up to them with two people? That I don't know. Um, that remains to be seen. So anyway. Um, he gets Juhi to stay there. And that's when it gets rough. Because she's staying there. But. The statue deity notices his ass and them big ass feet are coming. And they are big, like the single step. You see the step over Uh oh, he's in the splat zone. He jumped. Oh sorta lucky. But you didn't make it. Oh shit. Damn, the statue brought down like that fucking shield and it just fucked his shit up. My man's still crawling. You know, I, I hear I had a tiger playing when I see this kid. He's just unbelievably willful. He does not quit. Like, I mean, these circumstances are fucking ridiculous. And this guy, he's still going. Oh man. He got wrecked. Like the lower half of one of his legs got cut off. This is fucked up. But he made it close enough. It played the little trumpet. So now we have to encounter what the assessment is as it regards the next step. And I see the statue sat down. He's bleeding out. And this chick. She sees the bottom half of his shit missing. And she she bugging. <laughs> and he's just like, whatever, man. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> oh, man. And then she's trying to heal him. She be suffering a lot. She She's doing too much. <laughs> she starts coughing out blood. And blood comes out of her eyes. I mean, that's just terrible. And you see the remains of all the slaughtered. And then Kim, he's a dickhead. He's like, it's a shame about your arm, but you made a careless call, uh, call as a leader. You know? And he's like, we all decided together. You know, he's just trying to look for a scapegoat. So he, scapes, uh, he scapegoats this man, this poor individual, you know, who's a responsible person into accepting responsibility when he, he voted to go in this bitch. And that dude did not. Um, the statue raises its arm and then a die comes out of the floor and that die is like an altar and, and pretty much it's the altar of sacrifice so uh, they make Mr. Song go by himself he goes by himself and then a flame comes on so Jin Woo asks somebody to help carry his ass over there and then a bunch of flames go on and um the door opens so you know the doors open fools are getting nervous 
because that's what fools are want to do. They are want to get nervous. And um, in the middle of all this crazy stuff, they cut to <laughs> his, his sister visiting his comatose mother. Um, he he calls the Kim and Juhi to come over, um, so that all the flames could be lit, because there's a flame for each of them, and um, something electrifies that magic circle, and all these blue circles uh, are on the outside, and Jinwoo sort of figures out that it's a timer, not immediately, but you know. The statues are coming alive now, even though the door is open and the statues are heading towards them to, you know, fucking destroy them. So he's looking around and then he realizes whenever he looks at them, they stop moving. So that's a cool plan. Um, They stop moving. They should be okay. But really, how do you expect people to react? I mean, level and cool-headed is obviously what you would need. But, I mean, the majority of people are going to freak the fuck out. Like, this fucking chick fucking dipped off. And she was, like, on Jim Wu's left side. So if someone else is holding him up, she's out the door. She's gone. All right. So they keep asking him questions like he knows everything. He's trying to figure it out. And then he starts to deduce, okay... The blue flames are like a timer. So he's going through it. Revere, praise, prove our faith. So there's going to be, you know, it's going to be a sacrifice. You know, he's thinking, oh, maybe it's testing their faith in this particular God. And then homeboy with the orange scully tosses my man. Seeing that he's missing the bottom of his leg. Even though, like, nobody wrapped up. Oh, yeah, Jew, he healed him a little bit. I was going to say that, you know, he needed something. Uh-oh. He's, he can't move. So, you know, it gets weird. Keep your eyes on the statues and don't move. None of them are moving. And... <laughs> they keep asking him questions like he's been in this scenario before like yo like what is that about you know what I mean like he's never he he hasn't been through this before so Kim thanks him because you know he's the weakest one you're with you're the he's the only reason they're alive and he's like but I got a family waiting for me and I can't die just yet like you know that's fucked up man so like a sucker he drops his weapon and he bounces he bounces right so poor Jin Wu now he's in a scenario it's not too good cause you know he don't have part of his leg so they're in a little bit of trouble it's just him Mr. Song and Ju He you know and he tells them that they should leave um, he thinks the doors will stay open as long as one of them stays there and, um, well, Mr. Song thinks the two of them should leave, but they can't because this guy doesn't have a leg and Chew, he just fell down on her legs and she's exhausted and scared. So, you know, she overexerted herself healing. So, Jinwoo tells 
Mr. Song to take Juhi and bounce because he can't carry her. So it's going to just be him. He gives her the Essence Stone, the only one he's ever gotten for himself. And uh, he says he'll come along to get the change because he promised her dinner. Then Homeboy hits this chick in the neck like Vulcan Death Pinch and knocks her out and he's taking her away. I mean, he is a warrior. So I guess he would know how to do that. But that's pretty weird how easily he did it. So initially this guy is like, okay, I'm the only one who has to die. Then he talks about <laughs> how he should have got the juicier life insurance package. But then he got the balls to hold up a sword while he's sitting on the floor with one leg talking about bring it on. And this, oh, that statue just went in on him. Like, I mean, he's, he's hurt, man. This guy's getting destroyed. He's rolling across the floor. These things are coming after him. And they're just fucking going after this guy. Whap. There goes an arm. Wow. I mean, this whole scene is just terrible. And he is furious. He feels the whole weight of the situation being bullshit. And he tried so fucking hard for so fucking long. And he's still trying even as he's just basically dead, just blood leaking out of his face, his eyes, his mouth, bottom half of another torn off limb. And then he gets stabbed in the chest. And the feelings that Kim expressed, they were all for, you know, he felt the same way. He's just justifying his own selfishness. It's always the most selfish people who benefit the most. That's a sad statement. That's more true than we'd like to admit. He's getting levitated. He's he, Now he's getting dropped on the die. On, you know, the raised die acting as an altar. His blood covers the entire thing. He's coughing up blood and calling himself a stupid hypocrite. And, you know, he doesn't want to die. Why would he want to die? If if I had one more chance, bam. I don't know, man. I got to call it how I see it. That didn't look like another chance. Oh, notification. You have the qualifications to be a player. 0 0.2 seconds. If you do not accept, you will die. Yes or no? Wow. He chose yes. What the fuck does that mean? Like, he's still alive? Who the fuck knows, man? Um, but he's a player now, so what the fuck does that even mean? You know? But he got... Wow. This is literally like watching that Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom scene where the guy does some weird chant and tears the guy's heart out. Like, I always thought that was fucked up, man, because... He didn't use any kind of like tools. He just sort of put his hand on a chest, felt some spots, and then dug in and pulled out the heart. So, man, this is why I like this show. The show is fucking really bizarre on multiple levels. It's crazy. I love it. Anyway, this is the Back Daddy. I'm out. Peace.